everybody. It's uh, Champ Champenstein here. And Heather Hartfielden. Hadfielden. Hadfield, just Hadfield. It's not Hadfield, and that's not my name. And we're here to talk about comics. We're talk comics to me. We have so many comics to talk about today, guys. So uh, be prepared. So many comics. We're actually splitting it into two days. This yes. is only day one. Yes. And then day two will be on Friday because we have so there many are comics. so many comics. I got like twenty four comics. I got twenty six altogether. So, so we're gonna do this. Okay, I'm just going to kick it off. Uh, this is Harleen. This is issue three of three. Um, I fucking loved this series. I, I'm not even going to try to put it lightly. <laughs> I loved it. It was beautiful. I love the way that the story tied up. Um, pretty much Harley, Harleen Quinzel. Sorry, she's still a doctor in this. Um, she falls for all of Joker's tricks. Um, thinks that she's special. And she bangs him. There's like a really hot scene. Oof. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, it's real but sexy. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's like going on weird like psychiatrist dates with the Joker. Harvey Dent is working with a, a group of people to break all the criminals out of Arkham Asylum. And from there, Harley kind of becomes Harley Quinn because the Joker is a piece of shit. Um, but yeah, this, this, uh, three issues, as I told Champ, if this had been any longer, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it, but three was just the right amount. And that's that. Yeah. I think that's the thing about that. Sorry. That, no, that book that like the first issue, I just felt like it repeated itself so many times. Like, did it stop that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that actually had a lot to do with like her not knowing who she was in the beginning and this like becoming more like not necessarily comfortable with who she is at the core but who she becomes okay so it all like it flows really well like to get to that point and that's why i really liked it okay. it's just yeah from point a to point b like you can see the drastic change in her and her personality from like before joker and after joker okay. which i yeah i thought was really cool um so yes yes um next i have this beautiful little Grant Morrison and Dan Mora book called Klaus, The Life and Times of Joe Christmas. It goes through every day of December up until the 25th, uh, different years of Joe Christmas's life and how him and Klaus are like, you know, buddy, buddy, and how they became friends or not friends, but father and son, essentially. I don't know. Uh, there's no words. <laughs> That's my favorite day. <laughs> there's, no, there's no words in this whatsoever, but it's still, like, the art is incredible, and it made me emotional. Um, I I really enjoyed it. It's a little $8 book. Um, oh, yeah, this one was also really cute. Three years old. Aww. He's in this little crib. And <laughs> it's adorable. Um, so, yeah, if you've ever read any Kloss, I would definitely recommend this because it's a cute little glimpse into the month of December. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> All right, so now I have Wonder Woman, Dead Earth. This is issue number one. Is and it going to be three as I, well? I think so. Okay, because I know most of them are three, except for that Joker Harley Criminal Sanity, which is 15. Well, that's weird. That's why uh, I didn't get it. <laughs> uh, so this is a book by Daniel Warren Johnson, who also did uh, Murder Falcon and Ext Extremity. Was that his other book? I, I believe so. That okay. sounds familiar. Okay. So, 
you know, if you have listened to us at any point in time, and or if you've ever talked to me about Murder Falcon, you'll know that that book fucks me up. And I really, really love Daniel Warren Johnson for just ruining my feelings. And his art is great. It really is. And I know that it's not for everybody because it is a little, like, rough around the edges and can be, like, I think stilted more towards, I don't know, monsters and shit. But it's, if you like any sort of, like, gritty comics. It's the colors, it's, too. It's the colors, too, yeah. Uh, which is Mike Spicer in this book, particularly. Did he do the colors for Murder Falcon, too? I don't know, but that would make sense, right? Yeah, I, I feel like it looked very similar. But this book is basically, it's a post-apocalyptic book, which I am not a huge fan of normally. But, and I'm not normally a fan of Wonder Woman. This book is fucking sick as hell. And I can't cannot suggest it enough i got close to the end and we were about to eat dinner and chris was like trying to get me ready to like get food and i was like i gotta finish this like i just need to finish the last few pages it's wonder woman punches a monster in the face it made my day like i can't i can't really pinpoint to what i liked about this book the most but it was just it was so good and i could not like suggest it enough it's just the way it looks is great. The monsters are awesome. Kind of the world building is really good. Like, this kind of throws you into it without you having any sort of familiarity with the characters. And you're just kind of learning about this world and how it got to this point. So the characters, obviously, they're all established. since. Yeah, they're DC, all, like, yeah, within this world. Good. That, but, I like that kind but of But, like, you know, Wonder Woman's just waking up because they kind of stumble upon her. Mm-hmm. And then she goes with them and you find out... Mm, the depths of what earth has become it's real fucking good i'm excited to read it yeah i i wasn't expecting it to be that good i honestly was just like looking to have a good time and i was kind of blown away that's like that's how i felt about harleen to be honest like how much i enjoyed it because i just i was only attracted to the art yeah. And then I ended up really liking the story. So I, I love that Wonder Woman did that to you. Yeah. And I really hope that he hurts my feelings again. I, I'm sure he will. He's really good at that. <laughs> I mean, he's a man, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Some jokes aside. So <laughs> next we have Folklords, which we both read. This is issue number two. And I love this book. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It, it reminds me of like, when I was little, I did not have very many friends, and I used to pretend... Um, I, I, I relate to that so yeah. hard. <laughs> I, I had one friend that, like, lived down the street from me, and we... The, the area of Lincoln that I grew up in was called Air Park, and it was, like, when it was still kind of being developed, but it was where lower-class families lived. It was very gentle. Mm-hmm. We There was no crime. Everyone left their doors unlocked, like that kind of little neighborhood. But we used to always go on adventures, which would literally be like six blocks to the library so I could get like books. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, sense, right? Yeah, but we always turned it into like some sort of like quest that we were going on. I had a walking stick with me all the time. And that's what this book reminds me <laughs> of. And I think that's why I like it so much because it was before life hit me. <laughs> I mean, and that's kind of a really, like, truthful statement because our main character is kind of, I wouldn't say dunce, duncey is not the right word, but he's kind of just, like... Naive. Yeah, he's, he's just, like, trying, he's he's just so focused on what his main goal is that he is willing to do real dumb stuff, and his 
traveling companion is just like, yo, you got to be smarter than this. Right. You have to plan before you do stuff. And he's just like, well, how was I supposed to plan? We're just kind of going for it. And so if you didn't catch us last time, Folklords is about a young boy who kind of is in a fairy tale type world. And he is going on a quest to find the Folklords who nobody really knows what they are because of a group called the Librarians who kind of keep that part of their history closed and forbidden. And that's what they're off to do. Yeah, the the kid that he's traveling with actually took his quest and I can't remember, did he get kicked out? They Yeah, they... they or they tried to kill him? Yeah, something something weird so that the, our main boy felt kind of obligated to go on this quest with him. So they're traveling together to find the folklords, and they are, of course, since it's a fantasy quest, they're running into all sorts of different mm-hmm. characters, and it's just so cute. It's so cute. I, the, I end of this, the end of the book really got me. Yeah. I'm really stoked. I'm really stoked to find out what the folklords are. And this is only a six-issue series? Uh, yeah. So, I don't know why I looked on the back as if it ever says that. <laughs> uh, it's a limited series regardless. So, yeah. if, if you're looking for, like, a fun little book to pick up, this is definitely one to check the fuck out. Yeah, it's it's super cute. I would definitely recommend it, too. Yeah, the art's good. A lot. Art's people. good. Story's good. Yeah. It's good. It's Matt Kent and Matt Smith. Not Doctor Who, as we found out last time. Right. Um, I would still... I honestly, when we got it, I was like, fuck, is this that guy? <laughs> It's your turn. Okay, my turn. Two, two, um, two, two. I have uh, Critical Role, Vox Machina, Origins, two, issue number four. Um, Grog has some sort of uh, phylac- phylactery. Is that, did I say that right? Phylactery. Uh, he has a problem, and in order, <laughs> in order to get rid of the phylactery, they need two different things. They need the heart of a nymph, and I can't remember what the other thing is. Uh, the skull of a nightmare. So the group gets split into two separate groups. Uh, one of them is going to find the heart of the nymph, and the other one is nymph. Sorry, I called it a nymph. Um, and the other one is getting the skull of a nightmare. But this follows Team Nymph Heart, <laughs> which consists of the the twins Vex and Vax and Grog and the uh, bear. To find the heart of the nymph. Um, I really love this issue. The art's super cute. Um, but I mostly love Grog as a character. Um, because he sees this nymph. Tells her that she's beautiful. She thinks he's really sweet. And so he gives it to her. Or she gives it to him. Oh, I was like. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, 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 my brain did not go to the right place Yeah, I one. said that really weird. Um, <laughs> but basically because Grog is such like a sweet person it's easy for them to figure out what they need to do, whereas I think the other team is not going to have as much luck. So we'll see the next <laughs> issue about that. Um, next I have this little one sh- one shot called Cirrus Reckless. This book was fucking weird. It was, so, <laughs> like, I don't even know how else to, like, explain it, but it's pretty much a Cirrus, uh, a witch, whatever, her lover slash husband can we go back one page yes you absolutely will oh (laughs) yeah it's really fucking weird so she finds out that her husband or lover whoever uh was in the middle of like a some sort of quest or like traveling and he just kind of like 
randomly banged some other woman. And so she's like, no, this is not okay. That's not how that works. So she gets revenge on him and then pulls a long con on the woman that he slept with, who happens to be a princess. What is like, happening? It is, it is so weird. What? Like, I, I enjoyed it because there is actually a message within the story, which I thought was very interesting, which is pretty much don't betray those who love you. Yeah. But <laughs> they really went about it a strange way. <laughs> Um, this is only a one-shot, the the Reckless one. I know there's another serious um, one-shot in a few months called, like, Wrath or something like that that's coming out, so I don't... I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't not like it, but I also didn't really like it, so... I'm glad it was only a one-shot. That looked wild just yeah, from the interior was, art. Yeah. Oh, my God. Watching just, that like, was like, what's happening? It just throws you in. It's like... You don't really know what's happening at first, and then, like, when it gets to the point where you see the series, and it's like, oh, this bitch is doing all of this. <laughs> it's crazy. All right. So, on a less wild note, <laughs> I have Batman, issue number 85. This is Tom King's last issue of Batman. We got a lot of last issues today. The, yeah, there's a lot of last issues. It felt weird. Since I have spent, like, yeah, the entire year trying to catch up to Tom King's Batman run, and I did. And then it And, and then it ended. <laughs> um, I don't really want to talk about it too much just because I want to give people time to read it and enjoy it themselves, but overall, I, I did really like it. I... It's hard to explain without going too in-depth, but it definitely did not end how I thought it would. <laughs> Uh, I did think in within the last issue, different things were going to happen, so I was pleasantly surprised. And I don't know. I think overall, for an 85-issue run, obviously there's issues that aren't as solid as others. That's just going to be the way it is. But I loved it. I really, really enjoyed myself. Um, the only like slightly jarring part of this was the epilogue. And that's just because it's kind of trying to introduce you to James Tinian uh, and what he's going to do with Batman. So it's kind of just like you finish all of what Tom King has been doing and then you're thrown into this just like basically completely different world. So if you're going to read the epilogue, be prepared. Um, I just read it. <laughs> I think that I think I'll stay on for uh, James Tinian's run for like at least a little bit of time. See how I feel. I don't think I'll hate it. I think that it'll just take, like, a second to get used to because I I really like this iteration that, like, Tom King has done. I think he put a lot of hard work into it, and I think a lot of thought, and I really, I loved, I liked it. It was worth my time. Yeah, good. 85 issues. 85 you issues. You through it that long. You have <laughs> to worth your time. I spent so much money. Yeah. All right. So next we have... Middle West. This is issue 13. Our boy Abel is getting real sad. Yeah, well, you know, poor boy's been through a lot. And then now he is in a, a work work camp. Mm-hmm. Forced into it. Um, I, I know I say this about every issue, but I really enjoyed this one because it kind of gives a glimpse into his home life mm-hmm. um, when his mom was still around and then when his mom leaves. 
Uh, and I think it's really interesting to see, like, the difference in his dad from, you know, in the beginning of this issue, his mom is still there and they're still happy. happy. Yeah. Um, and then at the beginning of the series when his mom isn't there and his dad is just a miserable pile yeah. of poo-poo. And also gives that insight to, like, who Abel was before, like, all yeah. of this stuff has, like, happened. Because yeah. you can see, like, how joyous he was and then how that, like, you know, that switch just turns yeah. so easily. Which I it also says a lot about, you know, being in a house with parents who are not happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And how that affects children. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like always, Middle West is wonderful, but it does have just so much heaviness to yeah. what it's trying to tell you. It's Yeah, it's very realistic. Um, but yeah, so Abel and... The, the girl that was at the, uh, you better fix yourself. Thank you. Um, the girl who was at um, the carnival who built the robot. I can never remember what her name is. But they're, they're at this, like, farm together forced to do work that, you know, is dangerous, could potentially kill them. And Jeb and Jeb's sister who... God, I can never remember their names. I just, I'm sorry. I read like 24 comics last night. Yeah, no, that night. is fair. And I also am like, I don't remember yeah, any of their names. Yeah, but pretty much Maggie. Maggie. Yes. Maggie, the fox, and Jeb, who um, were at the carnival, the fair, or whatever, together, they are getting the townspeople together to save the children. And that's kind of the beginning of I would, what I assume is going to be just a war. Yeah, no, it doesn't look like it could be any other no. way. No. No, and all the while Abel is just losing hope. And as well as his dad just being angry and looking for Abel. There's a lot of different pieces happening here. Oh, yeah, because his dad is, you know, still looking for him. And they mentioned at one point, like, a storm is coming, and then you see him, like, in the background. So I'm I'm excited to see, like, what is going to happen when all of these, like, people come to a head. Yeah. It's interesting, like... Okay, so this is only 13 issues in. And granted, like, this is, like, at least a year of reading. Yeah. If n- if not longer, right? Yeah, I think it's been a little longer. Okay. Um, I, I care a lot about these characters. Mm-hmm. It, like, really, this book really, like, drugged me in and has kept me, like, almost hostage isn't the right word, but the only it's, word I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, because it's one of those where I'm, like, I'm never necessarily excited to get to the next issue, but it's always one of the first ones that I read when I do get it because I do care about these characters as well. Yeah. And it's it's hard for me to tell people, like, it is probably one of my favorite books, low-key, oh, yeah. but it's hard to be like, hey, you're, you're gonna read this and not have the best time. But it's really well done. It's really great. <laughs> you're gonna love it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, this book just holds a very special place in my heart and I never thought it would. I think it's the relatability, to be honest. It because probably it's like, is. It's a very strange environment for a story to take place, but the characters are so real that it's easy to mm-hmm. relate to each of them in some way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So next we have Farmhand. This is issue number 12. This book is still weird. Yeah, this book is very strange. Yeah. I, to be honest, like, don't even really know what's going on in this. All I know is crawdads are infected. Crawdads are infected. Uh, So Jebediah's seed has just 
bread and there's been outbreaks <laughs> yeah it's good that's how i wanted to phrase that okay good uh <laughs> thank you there have been outbreaks in the past but he's hidden it from people and his son zeke is going through a transition of growing a limb out of his body. That's yeah, that's true. And Jeb just has all these Je- Jeb, right? Or Jed? Jed. Jed. There's, Jedediah. There's too many Jebs and Jeds. Yeah. Uh, Jed has all these secrets from how like the seed became a thing and what's happening now, and he's kind of the key to helping his kids unlock all of the information they need to not fuck everything up, but he's just unwilling to just let his secrets go because he I don't think he wants to be the bad guy, even though he very clearly is. <laughs> Unintentionally. Like it wasn't like he he went in with good intentions and I su- then ended I suppose. Up, yeah. I think he's kind of a selfish guy. No, no, he definitely is. But so I it's don't... hard for me to believe that he went in with like true intentions. Yeah, I guess I can see that. He's a He's kind of dick. a dick. Yeah, I would say he's not a good guy. No. And that's like one of the things about that character. It's just like I kind of want to like him. But at the same time, I'm just like, you suck. Yeah. You really suck. If he would and- just be honest about it. Yeah. And I think that's unfortunately the thing my mom just like pounded into my brain is that like liars are the worst type of people. And so it's really hard for me to connect with people like that because I'm just like, just own up own up yeah right. like because he's had multiple opportunities to do it and just hasn't yeah and if you fucked up you fucked up like there's nothing wrong with admitting you did something wrong yeah you're it's... an old ass man you're gonna die anyway yeah. <laughs> all right I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go um so this is black stars above this is issue number two um this book is still very strange um the main character, Eula Lee, in the first issue, she was given a package to deliver through the woods. She wasn't supposed to look at it. Um, she gets trapped in a snowstorm, opens the package, and finds, like, an alien baby in it. So this issue is her trying to find her way out of the woods. She keeps getting lost, and she doesn't know if she's, like, going in circles or if the woods are trying to, like, trick her. It's uh, the one thing that I do really like about this is her journal entries, which are the narration of the story. I, I really love the way that it's worded. It's set in the late 1800s. So, I mean, it's some of the phrasing is, is weird. Um, but overall, like, she's just, she's hungry, she's cold, she's lost. And then this alien baby is, like, causing her to do strange things. And she finds, like, look at that fucking thing. Yeah, it's a weird alien baby. Yeah. Um, but she has this weird, like, it's maternal. Kinda, it's kind of cute, though. Yeah, so, like, it is. Like a baby Yoda sort of gross yeah. choodaloo thing. And that's, like, the one thing that she says is, like, she has this weird maternal instinct where, like, the second that she took it out, she knew that, like, it needed her. And she realized that she needed it, too, because it knows the woods. So she begins treating it like a child, essentially. Yeah. Uh, it keeps her warm. It helps her find food. But she ends up running into another man who, like, lives out in the woods. And he's like, come with me. I'll help like you. This. Yeah. And that's kind of how it ends. And you have just a weird feeling that this guy is no good. So 
Um, I, I still really like this, though. I, I don't know. I like the idea of the woods being alive, which is what she, is a constant thing in, in her journal entries is she can feel it breathing is what she keeps saying. That's cool. So, yeah, I just, I really like, I like that book a lot. Um, and I'll just keep going. Yeah, let's um, turn again. I have this issue, or the series Wellington. It's the first issue. Um, I don't, oh, it's by the creators of that podcast, Lore. Yeah, it was... It's, Alec was telling me about yeah, this Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's very fast-paced. Um, it's about a guy who is trying to tell this writer about real things that have happened. Um, and it's like, you know, monsters, like demons, all that kind of stuff. But it, the, I don't know if it's going to be a different story, like in each issue, or if it's like a continuous one. But in okay. this, he gets, like, a letter from a woman that he knows who's like, hey, I need you to come here and investigate this. Uh, there's some weird occurrences that have been happening. So she gives him three occurrences that separately could be explained, but the fact that they happened all together was very strange. So, like, um, a kid goes missing. They keep seeing, like, a black dog with red eyes, like, around the area, and then a man is murdered under strange circumstances. Uh, What's a, a, a is what's a black dog? Like a black dog is like a meaning, like a right. Um, I can't. I don't know what the meaning is. I'm like it's always like a a bad omen, yeah, of some sort. But doesn't it have like an actual like name, or am I just making this up? Specter. That's a ghost. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna use yeah. the Google. Look at real Google fast. Real but yeah, so he is. Uh, he starts to investigate these. Um, strange occurrences um because the man that they find murdered also has like weird markings all over his body see oh yeah so it's very strange and that's just how it begins is them investigating these... it's a grim it's a grim oh grim okay got it <laughs> um but yeah it's uh, i think it's only going to be four issues which is why i was like you know hop on this it could be fun and it is, it's, oh, sorry. it's not boring. Um, I just, uh, again, it was really fast paced. So I feel like I didn't really get like eased into it. They just threw me into the water and I'm cold now. Okay. So they threw you in too quickly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. The, I don't know. It's hard. The pacing is just way too fast for me. No, I guess, I guess it's fine, but it just, I feel like it got to point A from point A to like point Z in like two seconds and mm-hmm. there was no letters in between. All right. That makes sense. Okay, so I have the Lilla Woods. This is a first issue. Uh, it was a weird one. Can I see that one, too? I yeah. I ask this every time. Yeah, uh, this is a Hill House book within the Hill House, like, horror comics. And I think, like, all of the first issues I've read of uh, the Hill House books, for me personally, have been... I just am not sure about the books, until, like, the second issue, like, with Basketful of Heads. I love that second issue so, so much. But the idea behind this is that uh, two girls go to a movie, but they don't remember anything that happened in the movie. And it's just very suspect to them. And as they're going home, they come, 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 come. They come, come, come across a creature in the woods. As the book continues, you find out there's some... There's been some weird things that have always happened in this town with uh, women going off and forgetting things. 
And a fire starts with underneath because there's a bunch of coal mines. And so basically this town has been on fire for years. Okay. And it's it's definitely weird. I, I will definitely probably get the second issue. It's just hard to explain, like, how I felt about it. Because I was just, like, intrigued. But also, I need something to sell me hard. I get that. I feel, yeah, like you mentioned, like, a lot of the first issues for the Hill House comics, like, they don't, they don't really interest me. Yeah. Like, all the first ones that I've read have just been kind of like, uh, okay, I guess. And it's always the second one where I'm just like, oh, this is actually a pretty good story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, first issues are definitely hard, you know. I, I, I've never written a comic book, so I can't say what it takes, but I feel like. There are definitely some first issues that just, like, grab you off the bat, but these have not been it. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of unfortunate because I don't think they're bad books by any means. I just think that, like, that that hook doesn't quite hit right. Okay. And then, do you, which way do you want to do this? Okay, this way? Just, yep. Okay, so we have this uh, last issue of Invaders. I'm kind of sad, but I think... I. I talked to our friend Derek today, and he was Derek. he was just like, you know, I did, I probably wouldn't want to keep reading a bunch of invaders. Yeah, and I thought they ended it very well. Yeah, I, I love the ending. I thought it, you know, everything got tied up the way I wanted it to, and it mm-hmm. still had that like the way that it ended. There's hope that maybe there could be more at some point. Yeah, like a different series or the same characters. Who knows? But. I really did enjoy that. And Namor, I love you. Yeah, I I think Chip did great. Yeah. I didn't honestly think I would like this book to be 100% like straightforward. I was like, well, if nothing else, I'll enjoy it because of Chip. But mm-hmm. then I like actually, actually enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it too. And I thought the same thing. Like I was like, I'm not going to like this at all. This is a comic for old men. Yeah, and it was and just wonderful. It. Yeah. yeah, it was just so good. I think the this last issue definitely talks a lot about, like, camaraderie and what it means to fight together and fight for a common goal. Mm-hmm. And, like, no matter how much time has passed, you yeah, know, it's... Like a, a Friends Forever sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's there it's in a club. It's basically Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but superheroes. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, this is uh, Invaders. Qu- quote me and put that on the back of the trade. You hear that, Chip? Do it. All right, so. God, I thought we were so close. <laughs> All right, so. We can do this. We've got the last issue. Heather will not cry. I will not. I got all my crying last night. I will post a picture of it on our Instagram so you can see I was sobbing. I did take pictures because I was sending them to people to prove that I have feelings. Uh, so this is King Thor issue number four. This is Jason Aaron's last Thor issue. His last Thory. That's good. You like that? Yeah, that was really good. Thank you. Dave would be proud. Thanks. I live to make Dave proud. <laughs> um, so this ends uh, Thor's battle with Gore. I think just not to give any pieces away and not to make you very emotional. I think that like the thing to take about out of this issue, especially, is just 
the writing is impeccable and it just tells the story of Thor. And it, I think, if anything, it kind of just tells how Jason Aaron felt about telling the story of Thor. Just here are all these stories and they've always, always existed. And there will be countless Thor stories like before me and after me. And it, they'll all be good because they are Thor. Did I do that right? You did. <laughs> you did. That that was just my personal intake from very small, small things. Yeah. And I, no, I agree with that 100%. It doesn't matter, you know, who's writing it. The story will always go on. <laughs> okay. And that's... I can't, I can't talk about it because I'm like getting choked up. It was just, it was done very, very well. Um, I, this is the wrong wording but i could not be more pleased with this ending because i don't want it to end is what yeah I, no what yeah i, I get it i just think for for jason aaron's exit this was beautiful and god <laughs> i just love him so much and i i love the way he writes thor and i love the way that he concluded his chapter of thor that's it yeah that's it uh, I will I will do a little a slight input because I think that Jason Aaron's letter at the end of this was so good and so important just as like all around seeing how he felt about Thor and what he put into that character without really being a, a big Thor fan beforehand. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, he mentions that he doesn't even believe in God. Yeah, and I think, and that was my favorite part about it was knowing that he is an atheist and he like his feelings I feel like I feel the same and I that's what I enjoyed about his output and his like letter about like how he tried to build Thor and just like what Thor meant to him and it's very relatable and hands are clean of it now yes he start from the beginning of Jason Aaron's Thor run and read it all and cry with me please (laughs) That's all. Okay, so moving on. Thank you. We have this book about death. (laughs) This is Heartbeat. um, Issue number two by Maria Lovett. Um, I'm still thoroughly confused on this. I know that in the first issue, a girl committed... Well, she was murdered, but it came off as like she had committed suicide. So this is an investigation that's taking place and the main character had seen what had happened but she's not talking to the cops about it so it just goes into something i don't know i'm still trying to figure it out um but she's like drinking blood and shit so i don't i don't know uh the art is just really really good i'll just show you that it's like I'm sure the story will come together and I'll finally understand what it's about, but the translation from, was it Spanish? Yes, is that what, yeah, yeah. From Spanish to English is not clear. So right now I'm sticking with it because the art is incredible. <laughs> and I, I know the story is going to come together more clearly. So do you want me to go again? Uh, yeah, because it is your turn. Okay. Um, so this is Money Shot number three. I'm going to go yell at my dog. Okay. There's a lot of banging in this one. Um, there's actually a lot of origin in this one as well. Um, the group of scientists who are on this other planet banging all the aliens, it kind of goes into them losing all of the hang-ups that they had with each other originally before they had started this whole venture. 
So they are all sleeping with each other um, to kind of break down that wall. And it's weird, but, you know, by the end of it, they're all more comfortable with who they are sexually with each other as a group so that they can go across the universe and bang monsters and aliens. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much what it goes into. Um, Two of the characters, which, you know, I'm horrible with names, the main scientist who wanted to, who came up with this idea, and then the boyfriend type guy that she has been seeing the entire time. They are banging the queen alien, essentially. And they discovered that she is actually very evil um but yeah that's money shot number three it's just a lot of horny scientists my favorite type of scientist that's great also i love this song if you want to know we're listening to the uh history of electronic music so anyway (laughs) i have superman's pal jimmy olsen issue number six Look how cute that cover is. Yeah, he's, he's so cute. Just the prank war with Batman. Love and life. This is my favorite comic. Batman makes another appearance in this issue. It's it's so silly. It's so dumb. Every moment is a joy. I can't say more than that. Like, I just... They're kind of delving more into Jimmy's uh, assassination and trying to figure it out who it is. And basically, at the end, Batman's just like, I can't even do this. I love it. But then he pranks Jimmy one last time. I love that he's (laughs) playing along. And I think overall he might win the prank war. We'll see. Who knows? There might be more to it. He did ask Jimmy to leave Gotham. So who really knows? That's harsh. Well, you know, it's Batman. It's bitter. He doesn't like poor people. That's true. Batman's a dick. Uh, So, ready? Yeah. Okay, so we have Once and Future, issue number five. The series is so good. So, the last issue is the last issue? Next issue is the last issue. Okay. Yes. Um, Basically, Duncan finds out that he was originally supposed to be Galahad, right? Yep. Um, but it doesn't quite work out that way. So instead, in the mythos of King Arthur and Camelot and Excalibur, he is Percival, who is supposed to work against Galahad to get the Holy Grail. Yes. I'm going to go back one second just because, yeah, yeah, I absolutely had the worst time choosing the cover. and Because the main cover was really The main good cover too. was really great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. yeah. All of the, like, things about this book are just like all of the little pieces because it's still a Kieran Gillen book he's still gonna be himself yes. and still just gonna be like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna throw just like heavy lore into this funny book that I've been making yep I love this um and I especially love the fact that like Galahad um he was raised knowing what his main goal was whereas mm-hmm. Duncan who was originally supposed to be Galahad, has no idea of what he was supposed to become. So to see the difference between these two characters who were born for the exact same reason is very interesting to me. And I just really, I really love No, this book is great. Uh, This book is so good, though, too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just so much lore. So much stuff. 
I love it. Uh, oh, so I love good. it so much. Yes. Plus, plus Dan Mora on the art and Tamara Bonvillon on the fucking colors. It's yes. just like meant to be the perfect thing. It is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I, yeah, I cannot wait to see how the story ends. And I really, really hope they do another story arc at least because I want more. I don't know how they can just tie it up in six issues and then just be like, this is it, guys. This is all you get. Yeah. No. I'm going <laughs> to, I will always be upset about it. Hey, I, I, comics have done me wrong one too many times and now that's what I'm afraid of, but. I feel it. I have been waiting for the last issue of Sword Daughter for <laughs> months, all because Brian Wood is a piece of shit. Okay, so this is one we both have. It's The Last God. We won't be going over it too much because Champ did not have a chance to read it. Again, we just have a lot of comics. Um, but this goes into kind of the history of the Queen and how originally within the first group with Tyr and them fighting the last god how they thought she was worthless but she has an ability that none of them have which is why she becomes queen why they're able to keep her as a part of the group all right yes i'm excited it's it's actually it's actually very cool um because when it happens like it was something that i was not expecting at all based off of just how shitty she is as like a person oh yeah she's she's really mean but once you kind of figure out like what it is that she's able to do and how she becomes like an asset to the group it's awesome all right yes um i have issue number two (laughs) of vc schwab shades of magic the steel prince the rebel army this is the last series which in this within this prequel um basically king marish is trying to gather all the people of veros they all or he's a prince here sorry they all hate him so he's trying to get them to all fight together to defeat the rebel army who is going to different towns and literally just killing people who won't bend the knee to them so that's what that's about some of Daenerys storm stormberg Stormberg. Stormberg. yeah that's what it is (laughs) all right fuck me Not yet. We'll get to that next. (laughs) I have Batman Last Night on Earth. This is book number three. It concludes the series. I didn't like it. It's fine. It's fine. Let me see it. (laughs) It's fine. Everybody else can like the comic. I just overall... I suppose maybe because I've only read very small amounts of Snyder, like Batman... But I just, like, did not, did not dig this book. Like, art was cool in parts. The story was just kind of, like, silly, I guess is the best word to use. Not really what you wanted. Yeah, not what I really wanted. Is that supposed to be Wonder Woman? Yeah. There's a lot going on in this. It's an anarcho-punk Wonder Woman. (laughs) Yeah, I just, whatever. Some things aren't for me, and I just stick with them. This one I knew probably wasn't for me from the first issue, but I was like, three issues, I can do this. Yeah, not a big deal at all. But I made a mistake. It's not my thing. <laughs> made a tiny mistake. I made a tiny mistake. I bought three issues of Batman last night on Earth. There are worse things you could Yeah, there have were. I could have been doing really bad drugs, I guess. Yeah. But there is a really silly batman face if i can find it i would love to show it to you i love silly faces because it's just 
It's not that one, but it's like that one. Okay, I thought for sure it was that one, and I was really excited. It was kind of that one. Nope, I'll find it another time. Oh, no, it's that one. It looks like Garfield. <laughs> did I do it? Yeah, you did do it. Okay. Okay, sorry. Okay, next. Um, we have Safe Sex. This is issue number four. This is Avery's husband being tortured to try to clean him up. Yeah, I like how he's just using his, like, love for BDSM to, yeah. like, be like, yeah, torture me. I don't like this. I like how the whole idea of consent is throughout this whole entire issue. Mm-hmm. Because it's the idea that, you know, you can be into these things, but it's because you consent to these things. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that was one thing that I really liked, too, because he actually does mention that at yeah, one point. Yeah, he, he does says, say it out, like, I don't consent to this. Yeah. Oh, I thought you like this kind of torture. Well, I do, but I'm not consenting, so it's different. It is, uh, I really do. There, like, I don't know, like, the, there was something about this issue that just, I really, really liked. And I don't know if it was just his, like, pull yeah, to try to get out of there or I didn't consent to any of this yeah no the art is completely different and the story is completely different from safe sex issue three to safe sex four yeah thank God. um <laughs> it's night and day honestly yeah no I hated absolutely hated issue number three because of the art and I know that there was a specific reason that they did it and I thought it was just because it was like oh this is what happened during this period mm-hmm. of time which makes sense, but it still, it really put me off of it, too. And I did not even want to, like, get into this. But I am glad that I did because this issue is probably my favorite out of the entire series. Yeah, I know this. And I think it just drives home exactly what the, like, series is trying to say without, have, like, it's, I guess it is heavy-handed, but not, like, it's not heavy-handed in the way where I feel like somebody's slapping me in the face and, like, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. It's, like, heavy-handed in the way where I'm like, yes, I, I'm glad you're going here and saying these things. Yes, I agree. It's good. It's good. I would say if you can get past issue three because of the art, issue four will be worth it for you. Yeah, in the for end. sure. Yes. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, I have issue number three, uh, Vampire State Building. Um, <laughs> they're still stuck in the building. <laughs> That's it. That's really it. Uh, people on the outside have set up, like, napalm barriers to keep everyone in the building. They somehow filled the sprinklers with gasoline and they're have they been Have they been bitten by vampires yet? A majority of them, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the reason they put the barrier around was so the vampires couldn't get out. Yes. Um, but they filled the sprinkler system with gasoline and they're going to light it up. I just meant the like, core group that's in there. So now the Most cor- of them. Okay. Yeah, there's, I think, two two people that are still alive right now. So are those two people trying to get out before the building blows up? Yes, of course. Okay. okay. Yes, and they are stuck in an elevator. <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't they Classic. be stuck in an elevator? Right. <laughs> well, because of course one of the guys is like, you know what? I went to school for electrical engineering. I know what we have to do. We cut this fucking wire. It'll drop about 10, 15 feet before the emergency brakes go on. So that'll get us closer to the ground. I still can't get over that they were, like, going to a party in the Empire State Building. 
Why was there a party? And I don't I, know. You're the one who No, I know. I you're know. the one who read the book. I know, and I still don't understand it. But there is a conversation here between the, the girl whose dad worked there mm-hmm. and her dad. Because he's like, what the fuck are you doing in the building? She's like, I stole your key. Bye. <laughs> Uh, it's uh it's really weird um but i do actually like the horror aspect of it i think it's really cool um because it's just like in some scenes like they see their friends and they're like oh they're still alive and then the next where is it i think it was yeah right here they like see their friends and then their friends are just like oh fuck they're vampires and then they're trying to kill them so i just if you put yourself in their shoes it's pretty fun (laughs) otherwise i hate it (laughs) otherwise i hate it your turn we are almost done Mm -hmm. okay so i have family tree this is issue number two this explains a bit into what the fuck is happening a tree a tree it kind of so the first issue you find out that there's some sort of disease that's turning this little girl into a tree the family is kind of dysfunctional uh, this old man shows up and is like, get the fuck in my car. Uh, what? <laughs> and the mom's like, this is your grandfather. He's the worst person in the world. That's how it went. In my mind, that's how it went. I believe it. That's what most people think about well, their grandparents. You or know, grandpa, sorry. If you think about, like, really dramatic shows or movies where, like, the woman is screaming about, like, that's how it, like... That's how I wrote, and that's how it read in my brain. Just, okay. like, un- unnatural screaming for no reason. Screeching. Yeah, so you kind of find out more of the old man's backstory and how he is related to everybody and what he has been doing in the past. There's a lot going on. This is, like, very deep delving into, like, backstory and at least with this old man and kind of like trying to let you like feel out what's gonna happen classic lemire kind of (laughs) yeah i really liked this issue a lot like i was kind of hesitant after the first issue i liked it but was (sighs) right that's that's how i felt about it too because i kind of glanced through it but i really did like the second issue a lot and i think just because of the idea of like knowing more about what's what's what here mm-hmm. so okay. cool that's my family tree story the last books we have are the x books <laughs> keep bleeding all over everything um i have i guess i'll i'll just quickly talk about i read x, x force issue number four i bought it <laughs> heather bought it it's really great I don't want to ruin it for Heather at all, but just, just I'm not going to do okay, it. Okay, you're right. I am going to say that it is very explosive, shit happens, and it you're kind of left a little flabbergasted, kind of like the first issue, but I think, in I don't know. In a different way. In a different way, and it's also, I can't believe this is my favorite book still every time I talk about it I'm always just like I won't like this issue as much and as I'm reading the issue I'm just like this is so well written like ridiculous yeah well that written. was when I read that first issue I was very shocked about how much I liked it as well just because of the way that it's written it's beautiful yeah and I think the art fits really well with that and like the colors and there's a scene in this like newest x-force issue where they're doing a quiet council meeting 
and just the voices and the way it looks are just so well done. It pulls you in so well. It it really just is reminiscent of like the House and Powers, like when you're watching the like Quiet Council talk and right. like making those decisions. It's just it's juicy. I love it. <laughs> good, good. Uh do you want to talk about one of ours? Yeah, I'll talk about Excalibur just because I really love the gambit in this issue. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, because there's one part that's very relatable to me. Uh, Captain Britain, is that her name? Yep. Uh, is having a meeting with the, the queen, and uh, Gambit is kind of walking up to the building where they're having it. There's a bunch of protesters outside, and someone throws a fucking bottle at him, so he just, like, loses his mind and starts, like, attacking people. And when they're like, what are you doing? He's like, they threw a bottle at me. I probably would have done the same thing. I just thought that was really funny. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they're um, still going on their quest to try to fucking wake Rogue up and get the original Captain Britain back. Um, Richter and Gambit are on their own special mission to recover some rocks. Yeah, that's, that's that. Yeah. Without giving away, like, any of the other, like, little details that happen, that's what the main goal of this issue is. How's this rank on your X-Book list? <clears throat> I still really enjoy this because this one is pretty, like, with Camelot and, like, the Morgan and stuff, like, with the lore. I, I really enjoy books that have a lot of history in it like that, which is why I like Once in Future. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm just curious to see how all that, like, affects Rogue and what Apocalypse wants to do with it. Yeah, no, it's Apocalypse just, yeah. is, like, the the puzzle piece that yeah. doesn't quite fit here. Yeah, and I'm curious to see, like, where he does fit within the, the entire story because he's always just kind of there. He obviously knows more than everyone else, but he's not saying anything. And yeah. he brought Richter into it for a reason. I mean, yeah, because I think he knew that... Yes. Yes. Uh, so I will quickly be like, I read New Mutants about halfway through. This just continues, um, so the way it looks on New Means, it's written by Ed Brisson and Jonathan Hickman, and they're sharing three issues each. So the first three issues were Jonathan Hickman, the next three issues are Ed Brisson. Okay. So this just continues the story of Armor trying to get Beak and, like, how they've been attacked by this fringe group of people who are looking for a cure for a disease. And that's all I've read so far. It's a good song, too. (laughs) And then for our last X-book, we have Marauders, issue number four. Miss Kitty Pride is trying to recruit Bishop to the Red Group. The Red Group? (laughs) Could you be on the red team, please? I mean, I'm not wrong. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Um, well, you know, of course, they're still going around other places to help mutants who are not able to get to Krakoa get to Krakoa. Yeah. How's this rank on your, your X-Book list? I really enjoy this, too. And I think I'm still going to be upset that, like, Nightcrawler isn't a part of the Marauders. But I like the group. Yeah. I like them a lot. I think... Um, I don't know how vastly different all of their personalities are really work together. Together, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I 
I fucking love Kitty Pride. I didn't even realize how much I love Kitty Pride until like reading this. Like I've always been like, yeah, Kitty Pride's cool, but I don't think that like I don't no offense to any other writers by any means, but I don't think any other writers have done this good of a job writing Kitty Pride. Right. Which makes sense, I mean, especially because she is the main focus of this series. Mm-hmm. Like she is the main character. Um and I don't and I know she's been like in the forefront a lot of the time, but I don't think, you know, any series particularly have been about her. Yeah. Which I think is very it's very nice. Yeah. I like it. Uh so this concludes Wednesday. Yeah, sorry. If, if you've hung out this whole time, thank you. We're also sorry. Uh, we'll be back Friday afternoonish. Mm-hmm. Talk uh, about a few more books. Yeah, we <clears throat> only have I think I think I have sex sex I have sex more books. And I've got floor. So it'll be quick, probably about twenty minutes at best. So tune in. Thanks for checking us out today. We hope you didn't spend all your money at the comic book store today. Like we did. Like we did, but we love you. Thank you. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. Have a good night. Have a happy holiday.